Welcome everyone to the first ever State Champs Ohio Extra Point podcast. This program is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports, including football. So head there right now for that. My name is Jeremy Adel. I'm delighted to bring you this program each and every week. We'll also have a digital show coupled with this, taking a look at some of the best highlights on the video side of things. So look for that at State Champs OH. Again, that's at State Champs OH. And toss us a follow there, trying to build up our followership here in Ohio. Second year that State Champs is kind of branching out. We're in Michigan, Ohio, and in the NNL. So excited about that. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Jeremy Otto PXP. Again, that's J-E-R-E-M-Y-O-T-T-O-P-X-P. Um, and really excited to, to bring you these different guests on this podcast as well here on Extra Points on the podcast side. Subscribe. We want to you know have you get that push notification every time we put new content out because it will be you know each and every week. So don't want you to forget Spotify and Apple Podcasts are our two big platforms. But we're on most platforms that you can find on the audio podcast side as well. Well, our first guest here today is Mick Walker. He's our brand new Ohio recruiting analyst uh, for State Champs Ohio, you can read his work at statechampsnetwork.com. Excited to have him on. Came highly recommended by Alan True, a respected man certainly in this recruiting business and a guy that's done a lot of work with us at State Champs in the past. Mick, how are you today? I'm doing great, Jeremy. Thank you for having me on. Excited to start working with the great brand like State Champs and get to give some more coverage to the great state of Ohio. Absolutely. It's certainly a football-rich state, and, and we're excited to really dive in a bit deeper here on State Champs Ohio Extra Point as well. Well, I know you were at a number of fairly big matchups last week. Um, we'll, we'll take one in particular, but I just want to start out your overall you know, thoughts on what you saw in week one. Yeah, I just think it was a, it was great to, I think a lot of the schools were able to lift some of the restrictions that sort of plagued them last year. So there's Guys were able to play more free. Programs were able to be, able to be back to them. The biggest thing is really the student section. Steve Speck, who's the, guy, the head coach down at St. Xavier, talked about it with me after the game. We were just when we were just talking shop after the game. He mentioned that it, it just the guys last year they didn't really get to live. They were sort of confined and locked down into being in the locker room, being in home, and going from point A to point B. Now they get to live. They've got St. Xavier's got the giant student section back behind them. Every big play, screaming and yelling and. It's just something you can't replicate during a season like last year. So I think that was my biggest takeaway, just having more energy and a new energy back in the stadium. Well, just talk about that game in particular as well, Lakota West and St. Xavier. I know you um, kind of quoted it on Twitter as a super matchup and one you'd love to see again in the state playoffs. You know, what stuck out about that and um, in the end, what won them that football game? Yeah, it would have to be the defenses on both sides. Um, obviously, St. Uh, Xavier was able to hold Lakota West to 14 points. Lakota West gave up 31, but that's a little bit of a misleading stat when you sort of, sort of look at how things went. Um, Lakota West, down, the, down towards the end of the game, got deflated, I think, as the team, and just they gave up some points they would like to have back. But overall, it was just both defenses were flying around. Lakota West has some playmakers, two different guys in the secondary going to Division One, and Alex Safari going to Kentucky, and G.I.E. Brown going to Ohio State. Um, St. Xavier, they've got some talent as well. Miami of Ohio linebacker um, Grant Lyons was the best player on the field on Friday night. But overall, they're just a very sound, cohesive unit. 
and they're the one that ended up winning at the end of the day. Talking to Mick Walker, he's our brand-new Ohio recruiting analyst here on State Champs Ohio. Glad to have him on board. And you have quite the background as well. I know Alan True uh, recommended you to us, but just talk about, you know, before we get into the nitty-gritty and some of these athletes, you know, your experience um, with this industry and, and with recruiting in general. Yeah, so I, I just turned 21 this past summer. I, I started doing this when I was 18 years old right out of high school and it's just been something that I was passionate about ever since I was a kid. I'd skip class to go watch National Signing Day on ESPN from sun up to sundown. It was just something I always loved. And so to get to do this and get to go around to these games, talk to these guys, build relationships is just awesome. And like I said, I've been doing it for three years now. This is my third fall. Obviously I got I hit a ton of different camps this summer, which was great to have, but we didn't get money any of those last year. And I'm I, I it's great to hear Alan give me a high recommendation, but that's one thing I pride myself on, just being out, trying to see as many guys and as many teams as I can. So I was at three games this weekend. By the end of the regular season in Ohio, I think I'll have hit 21 games with probably 20 more to come in the playoffs which is exactly what my goal is. Well, that's great to hear. It's always good to hear somebody that started very early. I mean, I started when I was a freshman in high school doing you know, this media industry, and that's really what it takes. I mean, if you're listening here today and you're trying to get into the broadcasting or the media industry, you have to get involved right away. And um, you know, that's one of the keys, I think, going forward. But your biggest takeaway, I guess, from watching a game post-COVID, you've kind of already talked about it, the, the differences that the schools feel, you know, maybe a weight lifted off of them. And Ohio didn't, you know, maybe have the same amount of restrictions as some other states. But what do you think will we see differently this year from these teams if everything, you know, remains, quote, normal? Yeah, I, th I think you'll be able to see expanded play, just more more a wider breadth and wider scope of plays that teams can go through, sets, all that sort of different thing. Was coaching last year with all the restrictions also was cut down to a minimum. Guys weren't able to coach as much, spending most time with the players. You're talking about losing a whole summer, a whole spring. Time guys that were inexperienced having to start knowing that they they were started practicing for that spot in August. So just knowing that these coaches got their hands on for guys, especially with Ohio, they hope the players and teams could have um, helmets and shoulder pads on throughout the whole summer. So that's more coaching time, more hands-on experience, and I think you'll just see honestly compared not only just compared to last year how restricted it was, but I think you'll see much better product on the field because of all the extra coaching these teams have been able to receive. Well, one of the challenging things, not only for these head coaches, athletic departments, there's a lot of things floating around that changes in the NCAA, but the one thing that's been a huge factor is the extra years granted to these athletes, and that not only affects you know the teams right now in college, but it affects all these student athletes in high school trying to to make their way up as well. You know, who which class do you think is the most affected by everything that's going on with the transfer portal and these extra years floating around? Uh, it, you definitely have to think that both the twenty two and the twenty three class have been affected heavily, but I I think when you mention it, twenty two, it has to be the one that's affected most. Not only because now they're they're hitting these crunches with the scholarships and whatnot, and they and they're sort of when you think about it, we're approaching um, September already. Um, December's when you guys when guys can start signing and spots are going to fill up. The spots have already started to fill up quickly. And before you even talk about the current day problems, last year the the gap between your your sophomore to junior season is typically the biggest recruiting boom when it comes to guys getting noticed and seen. That's when you're starting to become 16, 17 years old. You're starting to actually grow into the body that you are looking like you'll have at the college level. And it's just losing those evaluations during that time was tough for a lot of people. Obviously, it added new offers, big offers this, um, this summer during the camp season, but it still doesn't make all the opportunities the coaches could and should have, could have been able to have last summer when it comes to the summer camps.
And and what in your mind does this go back to normal? Do you think this is an opportunity for maybe some of these you know top tier Division two schools and below to really gain some of these athletes going forward and bolster up their programs? Yeah, and just uh, when it comes to where, when, and where am I in? I it's hard to say. I mean, you you would like to think hopefully by the time twenty three is actually on campus, that's going to be a nice target. But like you said, if if there's guys that are Division One talents that's maybe signed in the class of twenty one to go to a Division two school, all right, maybe he transfers up to a Division one school and that takes a scholarship now, and then it, it'll it'll definitely have an impact for a few years, just because working all the scholarships out, whether the limits and now they sort of throwing out the idea of potentially allowing schools to oversign classes in the 22 class, which could obviously shake things up once again. Um, my, my hope would be that the 23 class goes pretty much unaffected by COVID, but we'll, we'll see from there. It's still going to, it's going to have a lasting impact for years. And I think we all can agree on that. Sonny Styles, a guy that's right up there in terms of the names in Ohio and around that circuit. I mean, he's really starting to ramp up, um, you know, he's recruiting game as well. Where is he at and where do you think he'll end up? Yeah, both of Ohio's real top juniors, top 2023 prospects, got out heavy on the visit circuit this summer. And Sonny, Sonny went to all the big ones when you're talking about Ohio State, um, Notre Dame, where his brother Lorenzo's at now, Alabama, North Carolina, where Coach Dre Bly has a connection with uh, Sonny's father, Lorenzo. You you go on, so, so on and so forth. There's a ton of different schools that Sonny got to visit this summer. But even through that, I think it just sort of verified with him that staying home, the potential of staying home and playing at a place like Ohio State's up there and playing with his brother at Notre Dame is up there as his sort of top options. And then well, outside of those two, you look at the, the top programs, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, and I think that's where he started taking shape. I think Sonny in his head, he, he doesn't need to talk about it. He, does, he probably won't talk about it. But I think he's starting to get an idea of where he wants to go and what he wants to do on a, on a more minute scale as things sort of become more clear for him. Does the idea of staying, quote, local appeal more to guys now just because of what everyone has gone through, you think, with COVID? Or is that, you know, starting to go away as we get back to normal? I, I think definitely a factor. One of those things is just all, sort of always depends on the kid, depends on the situation. Sonny's a guy, like we said, with all the national offers. Sonny wants to go to the best place that's going to give him a chance to get developed to the NFL. Some other guys, like um, when you talk about just another prospect, Grant Lyons, like you mentioned, for, for, like we talked about earlier, for San Xavier. He's going to Miami, Ohio, and that might be best. what's best for him because that's a good fit. He could have maybe gone to a bigger school, camped out some summers, but it's a good local fit, and it's a good place that he knows he's going to be developed. It's, it's a case-by-case situation, but I, I do think due to some of the maybe COVID issues, you, you're going to see guys inclined to maybe stay a little bit closer to home knowing how things go. We're talking with Mick Walker. He's our recruiting analyst for State Champs Ohio on State Champs Ohio Extra Point here as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Mick D. Walker. Again, that's at Mick D. Walker. You can follow us as well at State Champs OH for all the upcoming uh, matchups and games that we'll be covering and um, all these great interviews as well here on the podcast platform. Emil Wagner, another guy that's uh, very intriguing. He's starting to narrow it down, isn't he? Yeah, so... That was a big thing for the 21 class. When you, I'm in the 22 class. When you look at guys got visits this summer, they sort of got to narrow things down. You saw a lot of commitments in July. You'll see a lot of commitments throughout the fall. And really, Emil's left in Ohio. Time off first. He ended up making a decision. You're looking at the same schools we just mentioned when it comes to Notre Dame, Ohio State. He took a visit to Maryland that he really liked. Uh, Kentucky was another visit where his brother played at that he really liked. Penn State's another school. It's always going to be up one of the top Midwest programs. 
and I think he's just sort of narrowing it down. Visits are starting to come hot and heavy um, for him this fall, and he'll look to take more visits to the same handful of schools that he did in the in the summer. And just hopefully, I think his his plan, his ultimate, is to be somewhere or for early signing day. And uh, if that's going to happen, he's going to need to be taking visits this fall. And another, another, excuse me, big time twenty three is Luke Montgomery. Uh, where do you see him? Uh, Luke's, when we talk about guys taking visits, Luke dropped, I believe the number was around roughly above 2,000 miles this summer with his dad and his brother driving around schools down south. And we can name just about the whole SEC, just about half the ACC, a lot, even Oklahoma out west, out more in the Midwest is where they travel. And they saw a little bit of everything. Still with him, though, I think that allowed him to really see where he wants to go and where he fits. And it's sort of down to we'll keep, we'll keep going back to these two programs because it's just how things are going in the midst. Midwest, it's Notre Dame, Ohio State. Luke has a nice eye on Oklahoma, too. It's a program that can develop offensive linemen. Georgia, Clemson are two other programs that are very um, gifted when it comes to developing offensive linemen. He, those are really the five that are suiting up for him. And he might he could be nearing a decision this fall when you just think about where his head's at and what's in, what his process is coming down to. Well, where are you heading this week? I'm sure you're heading out to some games again. Yep, uh, we talked about Sonny Styles. I'm going to be, I'll be at um, Pickerington Central to see him take on Cincinnati Elder. Cincinnati Elder is a team that loves to throw the ball around, sling it, and try and get it out wide, move the ball. Pickerington Central's got Sonny in the back end, who rarely lets up anything over, over his head. So that's going to be a challenge between those two teams. And then on Saturday, I'll be hitting up um, actually Trinity uh, Louisville Trinity out of Kentucky. will be coming up to Moeller to play um, the Crusaders, another one of Ohio's historic programs that has some talent looking to do a little research compared to what they were in the past, and I'm excited to see what the talent Moeller has. Well, that's great stuff. I know we'll be at uh, the first game, so look for highlights on that, again, at State Champs OH, and you know maybe some analysis on our digital show going forward as well. Great to catch up with you, Mick. I'm sure we'll talk with you again as uh, time winds down, and you can check statechampsnetwork.com as well for his writing going forward. Mick, have a great day, and enjoy some football going forward. Thank you, Jeremy. You have a great day as well. Well, once again, we want to thank our sponsor, Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself at l2athletics.com. I'm Jeremy Idle. We'll see you again next week for some more great content here on State Champs Ohio Extra Point.